the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, how's everybody doing? This is Isaiah 61 you're listening to, and this is Anthony Oshifier. I'm one of the co-hosts for today, and this is uh, my fellow co-host, um, Jonathan Sutton. And today we're going to be talking to you all about uh, about passion, about sparking a fire for Jesus Christ uh, in our generation. And uh, last week we, we ended off talking about um, uh, how God is, is both uh, preparing us um, and how he's used like past circumstances to, uh, to bring us into more of his image and what he has for us to do in the future. And, um, and then we ended this segment a little bit about talking about uh, that being an uncomfortable process, not always being uh, easy, um, you know, as we're being molded, but uh, that it's always going to be a good product as we're fashioned into the same image and likeness as our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And um, so, yeah, we want to move forward to talking about, about passion and how necessary that's going to be and having a fire um, to be able to, to make an impact on, on our generation and the people around us. And uh, in order to do that, if you're going to start a fire, it has to have a, a, an initial uh, catalyst coming from somewhere. And so, Jonathan, I want to uh, start off and ha- having this conversation about um, where that fire needs to come from, how we can do it individually and personally then it must be individually and personally before it goes to anyone else. So start us off with talking about that a little bit. Yeah, so <clears throat> when we talk about just being on fire, being on fire is a, a phrase that we as Christians use a lot. And um, so many times, like, we'll uh, go to a good church service or we'll go to a good uh, conference or seminar or retreat, and we'll come back and we'll be on fire. And um, along the lines one thing we always talk about is just how much that fire fades. Like that fire um, ends up, we end up feeling another phrase that we like to use as Christians is burnt out. And the question is like, why? Why does that fire fade? Like, why does that passion that we have for God, that passion to preach his message, that passion uh, to be in a relationship with him, why does it fade? Like, what are some of the things um, that happen that contribute to that? And how can we as Christians um, maintain that fire, that passion for Jesus Christ? And for me, just recently, one of the things that God God has shown me uh, that we as believers so easily become complacent uh, in it's just the fundamentals of our faith. So many times we hear messages uh, so much or we preach messages so much or we just become comfortable with them. I think uh, one of the things me and Anthony were talking about the other day is just the power in the cross and the power in what Jesus Christ did for us. And we've used the phrase uh, Jesus died for our sins so much that it's almost it's lost its it's lost its meaning amongst us. And because when you really truly look at what Christ did for us on the cross, that in and of itself 
sparks a fire within you, when you see just how much he loved us, how much um, he cared for us, just how much he wanted us to be in relationship with him, when you truly come to that realization, that in itself sparks a fire within you. And it makes you want to get to know this man who uh, gave his life his perfect life for you and know the God who gave his only son for you. And so one of the things that God has just shown me was just the, um, the complacency within the fundamentals of our faith, the complacency that we have, uh, and how, um, like Anthony touched on last week, just how comfortable we've gotten, um, with our relationship with Jesus Christ and with those fundamental things. So when we look at how to keep the, this fire going, it's just, um, one of the things that we can do is just remind ourselves of even those little things, those quote unquote fundamental Christian things um, that we know of, such as Jesus dying on the cross for us um, and such as the fact that even um, God creating us, those things that we um, take for granted and become comfortable with. And um, we want to just spend a couple minutes talking about uh, the idea of comfort. The idea of comfort, because when we look at the walk that God has called us to walk, when we look at even the life of Jesus Christ, comfort was <laughs> comfort was a luxury that um, that Christ could not couldn't afford, but just a luxury he didn't have. The Bible even talks about the Son of Man having no place to lay his head, and so um, we just want to spend a couple minutes just uh, talking with one another, bouncing ideas off one another, just about this idea of putting ourselves in a place to become uncomfortable. Um, become comfortable with being uncomfortable, comfortable with God using us and sending us anywhere and us responding. So even just along the lines of complacency within the fundamentals of our faith, Anthony, and your experience, like what have you seen? What have you seen and how has that impacted uh, the way that we've been able to reach uh, our generation or the way that um, older people have attempted to reach our generation? Definitely. I, I think, you know, what I've come across is, you know, you we run into a lot of people, um, who have just some type of an association, like they know or they've heard of Jesus, and mm-hmm. they probably even say they're Christian, but um, but there's really no no substantiation of that that claim. And so, um, you know, what I've come to understand as well is that, you know, part of having a passion it has to come from like you know the source that you're plugged into. So when I think about you know the necessity of having that in our own life and being able to you know cultivate that passion in other people i think of john uh, chapter 15 verse 4 and this is english standard version and and it reads abide in me and i in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me i am the vine and you are the branches whoever abides in me and i am him in him he it is that bears much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. And this was Jesus speaking, and it just shows the the absolute necessity that us as Christians be plugged in to Jesus mm-hmm. every day. Like really, you know, refusing to just go about our, our the course of our day thinking that we can actually be productive and of use to the kingdom apart from him. It has to be a just a, a total understanding that you have to be dependent on Jesus if you want to be of any impact to your world. And so... I think um you know understanding the 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 cross and the centrality of it um in our in our own own lives and, and just going deeper in, in the riches of of what Christ has done like and what he's all this been made possible through like uh through what was done on the cross is enough to keep you aflame for <laughs> forever until you mm-hmm. die but we just have to keep that first and foremost all the time and uh I think just through that abiding 
um, you don't even have to go out and, 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 and compel yourself to, to do evangelism or compel yourself for good works. Like you just have it so much on the forefront of your mind that you want to get out and, and, and do it because that's, that's your reality living for Christ. That's your day. That's not an appendage or an addendum. It's, it's, it's who you are. So, um, yeah, I think that that's going to be absolutely necessary as it always has been. Uh, but moving forward, man, we really got to got to just abide in, in the vine. Yeah, like even uh, just bouncing off that Galatians 2 where it says, For I have been crucified with Christ, and there is no longer I that liveth, but Christ that liveth inside of me. In this life that I now live, I live by faith in Christ alone who loved me and gave himself up for me. Like like you were talking about, that, that reality, that reality that Jesus Christ um, died, died for each and every one of us, like that alone will keep you <laughs> that alone will drive you like um I, I remember and me and anthony were talking about this the other day i was in an airplane um and that reality just hit me as i was listening to uh, a song and i spent the next 45 minutes on the airplane just going through uh, scripture after scripture and chapter after chapter and verse after verse and that's something that i i struggle with because i grew up in church um and because i've read the bible like it's it's oh it's it's hard for me um, to really sometimes really engage into it without looking at a chapter and being like, oh, read this before. But when I just realized that reality, it was it was as if everything was so fresh. Everything was so new. My eyes were open to the reality of who Christ was, and it made me just want to get to know him more. Um, and so when you look at something that can keep that fire um a flame, something that can keep that passion alive. It's just realizing the reality of the call, realizing the reality of this relationship with Christ and just how powerful it is. Um, and once you come to that reality, it's like um, this. one of my favorite songs right now is a song by a Christian artist by the name of KB, and it's called Crown and Thorns. And one of his lines is, he gave all himself. Now all I want to do is give him all of me, all of me, all of me, all of me. And once you realize just how much Christ has done for you, like Anthony said, that's all you want to do. That's your reality. You want to you want to do all that you can for Christ. And that's something that we as Christians, we um sometimes we lose sight of because we become so comfortable in the faith. We become so comfortable in a routine of go to church on Sunday, maybe go to Bible study um, when it's offered or prayer. But for the most part, it's just this routine. But it's so much more than that. When Christ died, he gave us his everything. He gave us all of himself. And so when we look at how we are supposed to respond in this walk, um, like this verse in Galatians 2 says, For I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I that liveth, but Christ that liveth with, within me, which means that um, we should be ready to do whatever he's called us to do, no matter how comfortable or uncomfortable it makes us. And yet so many times we hesitate and we hesitate to give him our all for so many different reasons, whether it's that we don't trust or that we just like where we are. But as we begin um, to allow him to use us, as we begin to open ourselves up to him, to fully trust in him, to fully surrender ourselves to him, we'll begin to see him use us to touch um, not just our generation, but generations to come in ways that we couldn't even possibly possibly imagine and i just look at like for me in my life like anthony was talking about you have to be tapped into that source and we were joking about this last night it's just we can tell the difference between a day when <laughs> we're in christ and a day when we're in our flesh 
there's a noticeable difference in the sense that it's not to say that the day is awful if we're not in Christ, but there's a noticeable difference just in our attitude and our mentality and even in the way that we see things and see different situations. And it's one of those things where if we truly want to be effective for the kingdom of God, then we have to let go of what we know. We have to let go of what we want. We have to let go of what we desire. So many times we say, God, use me, but use me here. (laughs) God, speak through me, but only speak through me to these people. But in order for you to truly be effective within the kingdom of God, you have to be willing to surrender yourself to wherever he's called you, knowing that regardless of where he's called you, he's with you and he'll use you. Um, And I think that's something so powerful that we forget sometimes. It's just like he doesn't call you somewhere to leave you there. He doesn't call you somewhere to be like, okay, do me proud. Good luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's always with you. Like he, um, even in the New Testament, Paul talks about uh, when you stand in front of kings and priests, is don't worry about what you're going to say. The Holy Spirit will give you what you need to say. And I think so many times we're so worried about how we'll look or our image or being comfortable in a situation um, that we don't let God use us to the fullest extent that he wants to. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I, I just love that idea of, of, of being comfortable with the uncomfortable because I think that it's, it's it's so necessary. Like um, with anything, when you have you ever heard of growing pains? Well, <laughs> I haven't experienced them like quite exactly, but uh, <laughs> you know, I don't really know when I'm when I'm I'm growing. You know, I know what happens when I'm asleep often, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, that's just a good a good term. Like sometimes it's just going to be uncomfortable, but you're going to make the greatest strides. I, I can recall like uh, times in my life where I'd be at a crossroads about um, you know decisions that I want to make in terms of like moving closer with God. Do I want to stay uh, complacent or where I am um, and, and go this way? Or but if I go with Christ, like or if I move more this way, it's going to pull me away from the things that I like and the things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'd be in these crossroads and it'd be uncomfortable. And but I, and I make that you know I've I've at times chosen to to go with God and say hey I don't know what the result is going to be I don't know um, what this is going to do per se but I know that the in my past experiences Christ has never like uh, he's never forsaken me I, I've never been at a loss by by going in the direction he wants me to and so that's been an uncomfortable move but it's it's done so much in my in my life and in my relationship with him. And I look back at those situations and where I had to choose between going further in him or or going the opposite way. And, and it's not even a question, but, um, you know, it was uncomfortable. I, I definitely remember it being uncomfortable, but I know that, uh, you know, it was all worth it at the end of the day just to to, to go where Jesus is. So um, we just want to have that, that mindset to be uh, comfortable with being uncomfortable, because if we want to make growth in our life, um, and, and go deeper in, in, in our relationship with God, um, we have to we have to just have that reality. Yeah, for sure. And um, just to, right before we go on break, just to wrap it up, so when we look at our lives as Christians, when we look at um, different ways that we can keep that fire going, number one, it's just um, realizing, uh, as we call it, the quote-unquote fundamentals of Christianity, just realizing um, exactly what this walk means, the price that was paid for each and every one of us, and um, not just realizing it, but holding on to that, never losing that, uh, never losing sight of just how powerful uh, that moment at Calvary was. 
Um, and just another part of it is just being being comfortable with being uncomfortable in God. Uh, just getting to a point in our lives where we've surrendered our all to him to the point where when he tells us to go somewhere, we do it. When he tells us to say something, we say it. Um, and we do it because of our love for him. And as you begin to do that, as you begin, like the Bible says, you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. As you begin to chase after him and surrender to him um, everything that's holding you back, you'll just begin to see um, him move through you in amazing ways. And so uh, we're going to go on break for a moment. We'll be right back and we'll talk about uh, how we can set this fire amongst others in our generation and how we can spread the gospel. So you're listening to uh, 980 KKMS. I'm Jonathan Sutton with my co-host, Anthony Oshifier. And we'll be right back. In the presence of my Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. Hi, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM980 The Mission. In 2016, AM980 The Mission will again honor our local pastoral community with four free pastor appreciation events. And to kick off 2016, join us on Tuesday, January 26th at the Park Tavern in St. Louis Park for our fourth annual Pins for Pastors. And it's all completely free for local pastors. For details and registration, go to am980themission.com. This is Isaiah 61, and you are uh, listening to your co-host for today, Anthony Oshifier, and my fellow co-host, uh, Jonathan Sutton. And we are talking today about having a, a passion for, for Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, uh, which is so necessary, and, and we want that passion to, to be both within ourselves and spread to our entire generation. And so um, we were just talking in the last segment about, um, you know, the, the fire really having to, to, to start, um, having to be present in every individual believer. And then from then on, it's going to go out um, as we live our lives because we you can't contain this fire. And so, um, you know, we were thinking, um, you know, in, in times that we talk, one of the, the necessary things in, in being able to maintain that fire is by connecting yourself to, to other believers. So if you think about, about coals, if you separate a coal from a fire, it's going to cool out. But if you have a, a coals congregately together, they, they can burn bright. And so it's, it's so important and vital that we as Christians, you know, not forsake the assembly uh, together with one another, that we were regularly connecting, uh, not just for... Uh, oh, to say I went to church or I went to Bible study, but to to bring your fire to add to the the total fire, so we can have this thing burning bright. And so um, it's just so necessary for you know the the encouragement. Um, you know, you need the encouragement. Um, you need the the the, the power um, that's shared through the Holy Spirit. And so I just want to um, ask you, Jonathan, like, what are some more ways in which you think we can really uh, burn bright and, and and engage our generation? Well. One of the things that um, 
even just in my experience uh, with my peers that I've begun to notice is that, uh, like you touched on earlier, Anthony, most people know of Jesus. They know of Jesus. They've heard of him. They know of God. They've heard of uh, the cross and what happened. Most people are aware of that, but they don't really know. They know of him, but they don't know him. And um, one of the things I've noticed is just that our generation is so sick of hearing people talk. And what I mean by that is we get talked to by our professors, we get talked to by our teachers, we get talked to by um, our coaches, we get talked to even sometimes by our parents. Um, But when we look at uh, even just this walk, people are tired of being talked to about Christ. Um, What's really impacting people is when they see people live it out. Mm -hmm. And um, even just in the conversations I've had with people, they don't see a lot of people living it out. Mm -hmm. The people that they see that claim to be Christians are the people that go to church on Sunday and then... You don't know it for the rest of the week. And um, so when they see that lifestyle, they say the only difference between them and me is one, two hours on a Sunday. And that's not what this is. And I just remember even um, one of the experiences I've had is I was in the car with one of my friends, one of my good friends, and um, he's he's had a rough life and he um, believes there is a God, but he doesn't believe in God. Mm-hmm. So um, he's just he just chooses not to. And uh, we've had so many talks and so many discussions about it. Um, and one day we were just sitting in the car and we were talking about it and he's like, uh, what are you thinking? Like, what are you thinking for your future? Where where do you feel like uh, you're going to go? What do you feel like you're going to do? And um, I just began to talk to him and I was like, uh, I'm kind of feeling like God's pulling me toward ministry, you know. And um, I was, he was like, like being a pastor, I was like, uh, maybe, like if that's what God's calling me to do, then I'm, I want to do it. And he goes, you should. And I was like what? <laughs> and he's like, you you should. And he was like, if you made a church, I'd go to it. And I was like, wait, hold on. Whoa, bring that back. I was like, you, you'd you go? And he was like, yeah, I'd go. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, why would he go? Like, he doesn't believe in God. He doesn't um, for multiple different reasons and all these things that have happened in his life. Like, why, why would he come to my church? And I asked him that. I was like, oh, you'd go? Like, why? And he was like, because because I know you. He's like, because I know you and because I've seen the way you walk and I've seen the way you live your life and I've seen uh, the way um, that you carry yourself. And that's real mm-hmm. because so many times what people see when they see Christians, they think of uh, as we call them, quote unquote, church folk, mm-hmm. people who don't really live it, but people who talk it. And what this generation needs is it needs to see what it means to truly live for Christ, not in a superficial way, not in a way that, oh, I live for Christ, so I'm perfect because Lord knows I'm not right. <laughs> and I've never pretended to be. But when he saw the way um, I lived, when he saw the way I chased after God, when he saw the way that I even made mistakes and um and how God, like how I uh, repented and how I turned, tried to turn away from those things. When he saw the efforts that I made to be in this relationship with Christ, that sparked something in him. Mm-hmm. And that sparked something in him to the point where he said he'd go to church. He hasn't been to church in like 10 years. But that's what this generation needs is this generation needs to see people who are willing um, to give God their everything. Mm-hmm. to see what that looks like. Amen. And as they begin to see that, as we begin to give God our all and as he begins to use us, that will spark a fire within this generation that <laughs> that, no- that nothing else can mm-hmm. because they're tired of hearing people talk. And I think a huge part of that, um, like you were talking about earlier, is being able to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. One of the most uncomfortable things to do ever is share the gospel. Yeah. And as you begin to live your life for Christ, 
that will open a door for you to then begin to speak, mm-hmm. speak the word, speak the truth, speak Christ into someone's life. Amen. And I think that's what we need to set a fire in this generation isn't we don't necessarily need more outreaches. We don't necessarily need more programs. All of those things are great and all of those things will help so much. But what people really need to do is they need to see Christ for Amen. who he is. Amen. And once they see him for who he is. Look at our lives. It's hard to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what uh, I think we definitely need um, in order to set a spark amongst our generation. Yeah, absolutely, brother. They they have to see uh, and things have to line up in word and in deed. We want those things to, 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 to be said of us. And so, um, you know, I think that another point that we want to make is that uh, this, this passion that we want to spark of our generation, it, it has to come from like a knowledge of god like mm-hmm. you can't be so excited about someone that you don't really know about <laughs> or even create an idea about um who god is it has to be founded from scripture so mm-hmm. um individually and corporately like we have to really engage uh the truth of who god has revealed himself to be in his word and that is going to give us the fire we need and uh that's going to give us the boldness and it's going to allow us to to be of the impact that we want to be so um uh, on that note, uh, we just want to want to want to be passionate for Jesus. So, um, you know, uh, Jonathan, I'll I'll, uh, I'll uh, you know just just close out by by saying it's just been a pleasure to to be on. Um, mm-hmm. This is Anthony Oshifye, and I'm with my my co-host Jonathan Sutton, and this Thanks. is Isaiah 61. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.